Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with actress Deneen Tyler. We talked to her about her latest project, playing Mrs. Myers in the new TV show, True Lies, as well as her many, many other projects. This woman has a very big resume. We talked to her about the two Oscar-nominated films, Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Dallas Buyers Club, and also the Oscar-winning film, 12 Years a Slave. I cannot wait to share this interview with you today. It is one of my new favorites. So let's have some fun today with Janine Tyler. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev, and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, And in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it off. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Raving it up. <laughs> fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Deneen, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to finally have you on our show. How are you going today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. So glad to be here. I'm so grateful to have you and to have you a bit of a fan of Rave It Up now. Woohoo! <laughs> Let everybody know. I'm serious. She's a fan, guys. Yep. That's why everybody's got to watch us. <laughs> Deneen Tyler really says so. It's really going to happen. Great show. I want to tell you this. Two of the people that I watched that made me love your show, so two interviews, one was James Morrison. Oh, yes. His story, everything was wonderful. And the second one was Red Pepper. Oh, I love Red Pepper. I love his energy, his passion for life. Oh, he's infectious. Great ones, great ones. Especially, I was really impressed with that interview too because I, I was already quite tired because because of the UK time zones. I don't yeah. think I didn't do that interview till like I think 10 p.m. at night after a big yeah. day already at working, and I'm like, okay, let's do this. And then I didn't even want to go to bed afterwards. <laughs> it was pumped up. It was really good. The stories. It's nice when you hear people's backstories and what brought them to where they are now. Well, that's definitely something I want to get into today because I was doing a little bit of research on you and you studied Uh drama and communications at the University of New Orleans. Did you ever have like what we call a bit of a plan B or was this always what you wanted to do? Or was communications kind of like the plan B? Okay, so this is never what I wanted to do. Really? 
Drama and communications came because I actually wanted to be like a news broadcaster type situation like that. Okay. So I did, I went to UNO and I started doing that. You have to take all the prerequisite courses and all that stuff. So you weren't getting into the nitty gritty of actually what you wanted to do. Mm. And, uh, and, and I fell away from that. I didn't start acting till years later. Uh, my stepmom and my stepbrother were doing local theater. And they were like, you should come and, you know, audition for a play. I'm like, okay. And I did. And the bug hit me. And it just started from there. This wasn't something that I had planned. You can call me the anti-actor. Because <laughs> I'm never serious. heard that I one before. <laughs> but I never, because I'm not one, I'm, I don't want to be famous. Hmm. I, you know, fame is not my game. I just love the work of it. I love the art of it. I love the creating. I love meeting all the wonderful people and being places like you're not supposed to be like on top of buildings and, you know, all the crap that you get to do. It's just fun. And to be able to make a living off of it um, is really, really nice. And to be able to keep me for myself so I can have my own, you know. So it is a blessing. It was totally meant to be, wasn't it? Meant to be. I love that. Oh, and you did start in theater, as you mentioned. So I was really thinking about, you know, theater is a whole nother ball game. It's all live. If you screw up, it's there. You can't do a retake. So what was it like for you when you did eventually go into TV and movies where you're in front of a camera and you can actually do many takes as you want? Do you prefer that? To be honest, it's, it's, it's sort of love on both ends because there's nothing like feeling the audience feel you mm-hmm. that interaction that person interaction that you get when you're on stage and and you immediately know whether you're doing good or you're not because you you can feel it you know and <laughs> you know it really is some nights if you're doing a play and you know you do so many nights or whatever some nights are on everybody's on and you can feel it and some nights even you may be off but this is the thing about theater if you don't show you messed up no one else will know yeah, you know, confidence. If you, line, you know, but you know, but if you, you know, if you're like, oh, then they'll know. But television is another monster that I love. The difference for me was I remember a casting agent told me when I first got in, said, you don't have to be as big on television because the camera's right in your face. So in theater, when you'd be like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, in television, you can just be, oh, my God, what happened? And they catch all your nuances because it's so close to your face. Mm. Um it's it's a marvelous experience. The ride has been absolutely wonderful. And I feel really blessed to be able to do so many years in this industry. And not in LA, but the Southern market. And yeah. now it's it's kind of growing around or whatever. But yeah, I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. 
They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. We're a very positive show, all about chasing your dreams, but also getting down to the nitty gritty of everything and that it is a challenging industry. You know, you've really got to work hard. There's a lot of competition out there. So to give our, bit of, our audience a, you know, a little bit of an idea of how hard you've worked, how, how long were you really auditioning for and even getting the rejection before getting, you know, well, what they call making it before you got like your big break? <laughs> Well, surprise everyone, I'm still getting the rejections. That never, that never, Always that's um, I guess I have to tell you, um, my uh, agent, my first agent's name was Claudia Spiker. She passed away a few years ago and she was marvelous. And, you know, I started doing like commercials, start doing commercials. And, and then you start auditioning for television shows, but you might just get the little one-liners. Hi, how are you today? Or, you know, and stuff like, you know, I remember in Runaway Jewelry, as soon as the Runaway Jewelry comes, then a guy walks in and it's like me, good morning. And you just have those little lines. Mm. Then you start getting like a weekly contract, or, you know, but the thing is, is that it depends on what you're really in it for. I... I was in it for the joy of it, not for the uh, starving artist. I have to make it or I'm not, you know, or whatever. It just happened to be a dream that came true almost just, I don't know, by mistake, by default that I fell into this. I'll give you this example. So started out doing theater and then all of a sudden the tax incentives in New Orleans, we had a mayor, Mark Morio, he changed the tax incentives and all the movies and films started coming to New Orleans. So I'm a new actor doing theater or whatever. And I just, it's almost like standing in the middle of a street and a tsunami starts coming at you and you're just watching it. And the whole movie industry- The tsunami you actually want though. That you want, <laughs> the good one. Coming it to me. Come to me. And it literally was like that because all the work just started coming here. And also being in Louisiana was like being a big fish in a small pond. It's not like if you would be in LA or New York, there's 8 million of you trying to do what you're doing. But, you know, we had a little small market going on at first. We were all, you know, getting that work. And then when the tax incentives came and it became came bigger, then a lot of other actors from LA and stuff, they started coming down here to get work or whatever. So I just was minding my business, Lauren, and all of this just happened to just come this way. And I, I liked it. So I embraced it. I work hard at it. Hmm. Um, when I'm on set, I like to bring joy like you do. Your energy is so you know what I mean. If we're going to do it, let's do it. You know, and, and literally having a ball. It's funny, like a lot of people would hear your story and probably say, oh, she's lucky. It all came to her. But it's also about working hard and being prepared for when those opportunities do come, okay. right? So, yeah, let me get back to that question because you're right. Because number one, um, I have a friend of mine that every audition he has, he writes it down and says what happened, if he got it or not. I could not tell you how many auditions I've had in these 30 years. If I had to put a number on it, it would probably floor me. And when I look at my credits, 
on IMDb or whatever my resume, it makes me realize if I have that many credits, I have a lot of auditions that I didn't get because I don't get everything I auditioned for. Mm. But the one thing I do, and I tell others to do it, is just number one, when you get the role, I I don't take it for granted. I don't want to just do it to be lucky. I research my characters. I research uh, what, whatever it is that whatever little tidbit you can get to research or find out about if they're talking about a daffodil and you don't know what it is if you're doing a, a medical procedure in the film you know some people really go to a hospital and you know a lot of people you know you put in the real work to make it authentic mm. because you know you're putting on this character you're making this character come to life and fortunately I have a lot of characters within me yeah <laughs> Most of them I like. There's a few that were sketchy, but you know, when you get to bring other people's stories to life, whether it's fiction or reality, it, it really is interesting. You get a favorite character, you get a favorite story, some get dear to your heart and stuff, but you must you if you want to do it, work hard, get thick skin. You know, mm. because if you I remember when I first started, when I do an audition and I was done, it's almost like I'd be looking at the phone. <laughs> walk out the room. It was weird. Just waiting for that phone to ring to see if you got it. You can't do that. So what I started doing, and I do it to this day, when I leave an audition, no matter what kind, I take it, I ball up my fist while I'm in the car driving away. I open the window and I toss it up to the universe and let it be what it may. Hmm. Because my gifts are mine. My blessings are mine. And if I don't get it, then it wasn't. It's somebody else's. And you have to take it like that. Yeah. You know, this industry, as you can see, you can see right now, it's a hard industry for young people. And now with the Internet and everything like that, oh, this is a whole new ball game. But I kind of nestled in it at a good time. So I see it. I understand it. And I know how to make it work in peace for me. Yeah, I love I love how you phrase that. That is so deep. And I, I hope everyone takes that on board because like that really if anybody is trying to, you know, get auditions and like what you just said, staring at the phone, it's okay if you don't get it. It could just be see something as simple as you're a couple of centimeters too short of what they wanted, or you know, you, you don't have as great chemistry with the other person. Like it doesn't even matter. Bingo. And see, in this in things this simple, like say for instance, if they're casting something, and I'll just give it, say if they're casting someone and they have and the main person they cast that they adore is a person with this beautiful curly hair. They're going to look for a mom with some beautiful curly hair or a dad with some beautiful curly hair. It might not be necessarily the best actor per se, but as far as the look, you know, those different things make a difference too. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, if you look like the character that, you know, they're trying to build a family around or whatever. So, you, you know, yeah, you got to actually have that that look as well a lot of different variables a lot of different variables but you know hopefully you just don't take it too seriously mm. seriously you're such yeah. an amazing actress I'm just I'm honored to talk to you today yeah. and when you were talking about kind of having those characters within you too I saw in your little demo reel was it a snippet of Dark Meridian and it looked like you kind of played like was it Homeless Woman is that correct or yeah. Baby, let me tell you, Dot is one of my favorite characters ever. You know, um, I don't know, being an actor from the South, uh, being an actor as I am, I'm not always trying to be a pretty actor. You know, some people, it has to be glamour or whatever. Sometimes to just really portray characters that are real to life. So when, when I was playing Dot, 
trying to find who she was, you know, doing stuff with the hair and the costume and it putting like dust all over you and stuff. And so at one point, you know, I looked in the mirror and stuff and I was like, her teeth wouldn't be white. Mm. It wouldn't be white or whatever. So they got there and did the darkening of the teeth or whatever. And when they changed the teeth or whatever, she just came to life. That just came Because you gave me goosebumps watching that. I was like, she just looked like she engrossed that character, like completely different from other stuff I've seen you in or like True Lies, for example. I'm just like, damn, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's a pure example. Check that out, guys, if you haven't already. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That that was a fun role. That was a fun role. I got to play a lot of you know, a lot of fun roles. Well, it is supposed to be, when you think of movies and TV shows, it is supposed to be, I know they kind of dramatize a lot of things, but it is very similar for certain things, maybe not everything, to life. You know, you want to watch it and escape away from your life, but watch somebody else. And that's a, you know, that would be a character that is in life. Exactly, a real life character, you know. Yeah, you don't have to be glamorous. You know, another thing that's funny is when you, when you have to play a dark character for a long time, that's hard to do because if you, you know, I don't know, some people really have to like, some people say, for instance, if they have a job where they're playing a homeless character, they may literally go and try to sleep on the street or try to experience homelessness. Actors have different levels. They have totally different levels. But in the end, as long like when I look at my work, all I want to know is that you believe it. Do you believe it to feel real to you? And and that's that's all that matters. The look, that's their job for the look. You know, I don't control my hair and all that. They want it doing whatever and stuff. That's not a problem with me. But when I deliver my performance, I want you to feel it. I want it to feel real. And I, I've been blessed so far because I really can't say that I look at some stuff that I've done and be like, oh, Lord, I don't believe you. Or that was horrible because I put the work in. Mm. That put the work in, you know, uh, from from the jump, from the auditioning process, you start there, you know, um, Lord, let me find one that has a, a movie or something that has a book mm-hmm. that has to go with it. I will read the book that happened with um, looking for Alaska, Ooh. you know. That's a book that was here. So I was able to read the book and get an idea of the character or whatever and stuff like that. And that always helps. But, mm. you know, no, it's just a bit more of a backstory. Yeah. I have heard that with the whole becoming your character, especially if it's dark. I did I did hear that when Heath Ledger played the Joker. A lot of people were freaked out because he would like just lock himself in his dressing room and be in that character all the time. It was it, it was scary for a lot of people. But then then you look at his performance and you're like And it yeah. was. You know Could, couldn't fault it whatsoever. So I can understand. Then it's hard to get back to yourself, especially if you're complete opposite of that character and you're positive and you got a lot of energy for you to be playing a character that's just miserable and hates life and (laughs) it's funny with me though even in the dramatic roles that I get and like I've had things where my son is lost body you know children passing this kind of stuff I'm an actor that can cry because at my age I've lived enough I know right where my pain is Mm-hmm. I'll grab it for you right now. And then when they say cut, I sit it back down and we could giggle for a minute. And then when they say do it, I could jump back into it unless it's something that's really, really rough. But usually now, even if it's a crying scene, when they say cut, I just dry my eyes, make sure I don't look like that I was crying already and we could do it again. But I like to keep that separate. I don't like to hold that on me. You mm-hmm. know, 
really don't. That's Throw it like out the, the window, part. like the audition. Throw it out the window. My, my favorite part of auditioning is getting it out of me. Mm. And I use that term. I want to get her out of me. I want to get, because until you tape it, you, you're, you're memorizing the lines, you're doing all that research. So it's in you. It's all around you. And it's there until you lay that audition down and send it off and throw it out the window. You know, yeah. that's a process I've always had. And I think I'll probably always have. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Well, another question I did want to ask you too, especially starting off in the industry, not as much now because of how amazing you are and how many projects you already have done. Great IMDB page, by the way, huge resume. (laughs) But starting off, did you ever have to have another little job on the side just to help you pay the bills in case you didn't get, you know, those auditions? Okay, now look, I have to say I have so much respect and, and sympathy for a lot of actors. Okay, so my thing started off, I was married. I'm a married woman minding my own business. And that's when my, you know, I said my uh, stepmother, because my father remarried, but I was grown or whatever with my own family and fell into this acting thing. So um, I was working in the uh, hotel industry, okay? Was doing that before. And, but what happened was if you tell your boss in a nine to five, and I'm sure a lot of other actors struggle with that. If you say, okay, I have an interview, so I'm going to have to take off early. Okay, you mm. take off. It's like, okay, take off early. I booked it. I'm going to have to take off a few days to shoot it. There's some employers that are like, oh my God, you're going to be a movie star. This is fun or whatever. But other <laughs> ones really don't. Some people lose their job. So that's a thing that if you're trying to be an artist and you're not from rich money or you don't have that. But I was married. So I had a husband with a steady income. And mm. once they kept saying, get mad for me taking off to do auditions or whatever. I said, you know what? I just decided that. I was just going to give it a shot. Mm, take that leap of faith. That leap of faith, that edge of fear that you're scared to fall off of because you think that, I don't know what you think. Take the leap, people. Mm. Take the leap. It's funny. Some people stay right where they are for so long, places that they aren't happy with, where, where they shouldn't be. Just because if they're scared, what's going to happen if they take that leap? And um, I've taken a leap several times. 
And I sometimes I was pushed. Sometimes I didn't even leap. Sometimes I just kind of fell off or whatever. But <laughs> reinventing yourself, recreating your life is not always a bad thing. Sometimes a bad thing may cause it to happen. But whatever happens to you in your life, it's up to you to take it and make it something else. And, I'll, and I, I hate to bring this up because I don't live like this anymore. Being from New Orleans where uh, Hurricane Katrina happened. Mm. So in the middle of all of this going on, Katrina happened and took the industry away from New Orleans because we were ravished. The whole city was gone. We left. We had to leave for 10 years or whatever. And wow. so Katrina was something that totally upset my life and took our jobs and everything else. Yet here I stand mm. because that one thing is not going to dictate the rest of my life for me. You know, I'm going to get my peace back. I'm going to get my life back or whatever. And I did. You you grab that back. Katrina's just a name now. That's a bunch of girls. Katrina, I don't know who that is, but yeah. I will not let that reflect on how I move forward in my life. And now it makes me stronger because I will not move forward in fear. I will not mm -hmm. move forward in fear or any of that. I only move forward in peace. And that's kind of what drew me to your podcast, your peace, your, oh. your energy, because really that, that it, it, it's a difference. I'm serious. That's Thank why I'm here with you. Absolutely. That's why I started Rave It Up in the first place. I was like, no one's doing this. Why is no one doing this? How many years? How many years is this for you with Rave It Up? 13 years. You yeah. look about 21. <laughs> I'm uh, 28, actually, believe it or not. Um, well, yeah. You've interviewed so many wonderful people, too. Has, it, has it been has a dream come true for you? Oh, absolutely. I'm, my whole life is filled with passions. I also own a, a Latin dance school as well. So I've danced for over Don't 20 years. Get on a plane. Mm -mm. <laughs> Come really? on over. Love to take you out for dinner. Spanish? <laughs> a little bit. I'm learning here or there. Like my, my fiance is Latin. So we kind of speak, try to at home as well. So I can learn a little bit more. Um, I'm taking Duolingo. I'm like 600 day streak learning Spanish or whatever. That was one of my quarantine things that I started. But so dancing is a big love of mine too. That must be amazing. Yeah. What dancing do you do? Just any any dance you want. No. <laughs> so look, when I was in school, I did modern dance. Um, my my daughter did a lot of different dancing and stuff. But I did modern dance, and I did dancing when I went out. When see, I'm I'm from the age where we used to meet people in person. And we <laughs> what? You could smell how they smelled, saw they, you know, really see how <laughs> tall they were. I mean, we really got to see people. That's how I got my husband. But no, we used to dance. We used to go out and dance with each other. People, dance, dance with each other. Find somebody and dance. So you have a studio, you teach classes or people yeah, just- Yeah, yeah. Group classes, we do a bit of social dancing as well, do social nights once a month. And it just brings everybody together. That's something I love about dancing. It doesn't matter where you're from, what language you speak. Dan dance is a language in itself. And as you said, yeah, meeting, that's actually how I met my fiance too, through dancing, face to face. And, and yeah, it's so funny too, because things like with salsa and bachata, you know, you're you're getting so up close and personal and you most of the time you're strangers. And then afterwards you're like, hi, I'm Lauren, nice to meet you. <laughs> but you, you know, then you really can vibe people and see, I don't see how people do it online. I don't see how that works. Me either. You know because how yeah. else are you supposed to really get their, you know, their zest, their their soul? You know, you can't get that unless it's face to face. I don't know. Congratulations on your uh, engagement. Though. Thank you. 
Yeah, we got engaged yeah. in January, so our wedding will be March next year. Pretty much nearly planned it already. <laughs> you have it all under control already? Yes, I've pretty much nearly done everything already. I'm very organized. That, well, what's your sign? Are you a Virgo? Yes, I am. Oh, wow, you're really on point there. No, I didn't know. I'm a Virgo. That's why I asked. When's your birthday? Oh, 30th of August. When's yours? September 21st. Oh, that's awesome. No wonder we get along so well. <laughs> my or like I say, my organization skills are exactly the same with that. You know what I mean? Oh, good for yep. us. Good for us. Okay, ask me more questions. Let's Sorry. <laughs> well, since you, you did bring up the dancing too, I know. We could talk for hours. <laughs> since you brought up the dancing as well, that was something I had a little, little sneak peek of when I was doing my research on you with your biography, your special skills and interests. Modern dance was in there and writing, reading and poetry, that didn't surprise me. But stuff like kickboxing and swimming, that was a surprise to me. Tell us more. Okay, I can't, I can't. So kickboxing was another one of those things that happened after Hurricane Katrina. We evacuated to Houston, that's where we lived. And I have to tell you the stress factor in life then was just through the roof. So first, uh, there's a there was an exercise place called Curves here. And Curves was like- Curves too, yeah. Training. Curves there, I was doing Curves and Curves was nice and I'm older, you know, but they, you know, it's older kind of generation and we're doing these things and when the bell goes off, you're supposed to move to the next machine. And the other ladies weren't just moving to the next machine fast enough. And I started getting kind of tensed about that. So. Uh, I started doing kickboxing and another, you know, there's several reasons for it, but doing the kickboxing, we would do our classes. And if I was distressed or, you know, just in hurricane mode evacuation and I go and just hit that Bob, I do the Bob one for an hour and just do it for an hour. When I leave, I just leave everything on the floor. It was just the greatest experience. So after that, Bart Bob's for the house. We're, we're back now. We don't leave, live in Houston anymore. But the exercise, kickboxing, uh, lifting. My daughter got me into lifting. So we lift weights and stuff. But exercise is very important too. Because another reason is that as an actor, you have to realize that you are the product. Yes. So, you know, and it depends on, you know, how you, and some people are really body conscious or whatever. But I think that, you should be, you should have your body exercise, your mind, right? You know, your spirit, just have everything together. If you're going to be an actor, maybe you go to the dentist. You got to keep yourself up if you're going to be on camera. You know what I mean? Look and, after and the voice can... too. Okay. Your voice is your you job. The, the, vo the voice, that's another blessing that just has been going crazy. I can't wait to tell you a little bit about that, but you are the product. So you have to make sure that you're strong, you know, and sometimes things get slow. And sometimes things aren't. When things are slow, that's when you work on you. Mm. Okay, so you don't have an audition for a couple of weeks or whatever. Hey, get to exercising, get to learning another language. Everything you do in life can relate as an actor because like, for instance, I did horseback riding years ago, just with friends or however it goes. But as an actor, I can put horseback riding as a skill on my yeah. thing because like on SAG, they, they have things where you fill out all the things that you can do. So they know what to send you for. Can you speak a different language? Can you swim this and that? Mm -hmm. so yeah. You just put the stuff you like to do. I used to play pool. So I have that on the billiards, love to play pool or whatever and stuff. So you really have to come over. We got a billiard table. Yep. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> You're going to have to teach me because I'm horrible. <laughs> 
I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> like even even the dancing that you're doing and stuff, you know, that can be used. You know, you never know when you have to pull that stuff out your hat. Absolutely. Yeah. That was an episode with True Lies. She was teaching him some salsa. <laughs> I was like, right? hey. <laughs> That ginger is talented, like all get out. She sings also. She's crazy talented. Yeah, amazing jazz singer, comedian. Oh, I, I, I even said to her, what can't you do? <laughs> Did you know that before True Lies about her? Yeah, yeah. I've, I always do my research, always before an interview, making sure I know a lot about you already and I can ask interesting questions. <laughs> And even when you're not working, like I do hear a lot of people, you know, maybe write their own stuff and then try and get that made and you can be behind the scenes a bit more. There's so many different things you can be doing while you're not auditioning or having a job. I do write also, you know, have some little projects that, you know, haven't, you know, really developed, uh, but they're there, you know, I love writing. And, and that's just another thing to finish your projects and get them out there, you know, just try. But for instance, if somebody said, came up and said, well, do you have something, a project ready? I do have something in the works that I find interesting, but I want to, I want it to come out when it's time or, you know, mm. it has a time and a place and, and you know, when it's finished and everything else. But I just like now that I, I don't have any boxes in my life. I have art in my life. I have my family in my life. I have me in my life. You know, oh, good. I'm glad you added that. That's most important because every, you know, because I'll say this once again, I live from the inside out. When you live a life that you're so concerned about what other people think about you and stuff, it really affects you when they don't think about you or when they think bad things about you. But when you live within and you, and you, you know, you please yourself, you, you, you are kind and you, you know, you just bring your inner beauty out it's just a better way to live. It's easier. It's less stressful. Mm. You know, that's my goal. No stress. Yep. None. I love that. Um, I wish I had got rid of more stress. I'm trying to. Definitely learning off it. Holla. Holla. Tell I you will. I definitely will from now on. I love this girl power, by the way. Girl power all, all over right. with this episode. <laughs> right. You know, but literally, you, you know, and I, I tell my family this, you can choose who you want in your life and mm. who you don't. You can choose the things that you want to do that bring you peace. You don't have to be miserable, but that's the thing of not being afraid to take that leap. Mm. Like if I don't call Aunt Sally anymore, will she be mad? Sometimes you just can't call Aunt Sally no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people forget, and I did hear this once from someone, and it just it always stuck with me. You know, when you have, say, toxic friends that are just, or emotional vampires, you know, I'm sure you've heard that term before. I think a lot Very of people unfair. forget... A lot, I think a lot of people forget that you can divorce your friends, you know, like we always think of we got to separate from, say, a partner or we need to divorce our husband, but we don't think about that you can divorce your friends too. Bye. Yeah, bye. You're not great in my funny. life anymore. And the thing is, when you do release them, leave them. Mm. When you, if, if, look, because this is the thing, you know, you might have to have conversations with people or whatever, but when it gets to a point that, you have to leave, then you have to leave. Yeah. You know, we need, there's nothing. Cause if you get that bad that I have to say, Oh, you have to leave. You just, you play over there and I'm a play over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but Do really, life. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, making good choices in all areas of your life is, is going to do nothing but help you. Nothing but mm. help you. you know? I love this Janine. You're giving me so many goosebumps. Um, <laughs> So, Deneen, when I was looking at your biography, you know, you've been in a lot of stuff, as we already mentioned, but 
two Oscar-nominated films, like Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Dallas mm-hmm. Buyers Club. Yeah, look, oh, yes. But then also an Oscar-winning film, so not just nominated, it won, 12 Years of Slave. Do you think actually, when I when I thought about this, I was like, Oscar, like the highest honour for film, right? Do you think this has actually helped you get more projects now or do you think it's because it's such a high expectation now that you've really got to live up to that every single time? Um, I think that I have to tell you that those things happen basically in in Louisiana that happened in New Orleans. And I'm going to say something and my daughter's not going to like it, but I'm going to say it anyway, because one thing that was really special to me was that in the curious case of Benjamin Buttons, my daughter and I played the same character. She was the, wow. the character at age 14. And when it grew up, it was me. And, and that was just, you know, just amazing to be in that caliber of a movie with my daughter. So and then, 12 Years a Slave too. She was in that you know, too. 12 Years a Slave, she was in there too, whatever. So we actually, we've been in a few projects together, whatever, but to be in those big ones like that together, mm-hmm was was really pretty cool you know but but i have to say it's like my being the anti actor it's not like we did go out to los angeles for the benjamin buttons premiere or whatever the red carpet or whatever and stuff like that but uh you know all that's kind of not my jam you know yeah. too much a regular gal or live a regular life because this is what young people or people who are interested in getting into this industry have to realize when you open your life up like that, sometimes you become like when you have so many fans, it, it's like almost your expectations are from them are just up there. You have to keep creating. You have to keep doing. You have to keep putting stuff out. Hi, how y'all doing? Let you know and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, I, I don't necessarily want fan. I want people that really enjoy the work that I do because I'm going to give it 110 percent. I'm going to give it a million percent. So yeah. I want them to like it. But it's very important to me to be able to have a piece of my life for myself. You don't need to know what cereal I eat in the morning. You don't. Who cares? Okay. (laughs) Some people are everything, knowing everything they do, where they go and they eat and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't have a desire for that type of fame, but I want to continue to do good work and meet wonderful people and, and, you know, just, just have a chill life, you know, just have a chill life. Yeah. I love that. And I got I do have to ask about Dallas Buyers Club because I love Matthew McConaughey and you got to work, actually act alongside him. What was that like? Did you soak up all of his amazing creative juices and learn a lot from him? The juices he has, let me tell you. So the first thing that I do remember is that I remember going to the audition, okay? And so I go to the audition and uh, in the movie, there's a role as a nurse. Okay, so I'm auditioning for the role as a nurse. So I'm sitting there waiting to go into audition and um, sitting there for a while. So I go outside so I could say my lines or whatever and stuff. And there's this old man coming up the stairs. Bless his heart. I'm like, I hope he makes it up the stairs. I go to the door and I hold it open for him to go in. He goes in and says, thank you. So then I go back in the room and I sit back in my chair getting ready to go in. And that old man is, uh, he's coming back out of this door or whatever. And so I look up in his face and it's Matthew. Oh, no way. McConaughey, the weight that he had lost to do that film, unrecognizable. Okay, so then I go into the audition room and uh, I, I do the nurse bit or whatever and the director 
He says, that was good. He said, look, he said, I'm going to give you, you have time. He said, I'm going to give you these lines. I want you to go out and, you know, see him real quick and come back in and read it. So I look at the role and it says, Dennis. And I'm like, oh my God. He said, I love your voice. He said, I want you to read for this role. They were asking me if they cut my hair or whatever. So I went for the role as the nurse, but they changed the role from Dennis to Denise and gave me this persona or whatever, wow. whatever that is. You know, as a young woman, as a young actor or whatever, at first I'm thinking, okay, so I have this little wig on, you know, the, the whole look of it was a trip or whatever. And so I said to myself, I said, when they first, the first day I shoot, once they say action, this image is captured forever. This is what's going on. And so it was a little nervous at first. Man, by the time the third or the fourth day was going on, I had cigarettes behind my ear. I was sitting around like this or whatever. I'm like, oh, the freedom to just sit. It was marvelous. And Matthew's energy, before a scene happened, he's like, okay, got my gun. Money here. He's checking all this stuff or whatever. He's like, we're hot. Oh, his energy is amazing. He comes, he doesn't come to play. He's slaying. He's yep. totally slaying. Totally kind. You know, just an absolute pleasure to work with. Absolute pleasure. That was a I, wonderful. I hope to meet him in the future. He's incredible. I'm loving well, his, uh, watched his virtual event just recently. He's doing a lot of, you know, he's public speaking now. And oh, such an incredible no, man. No, no bad things to say about him. And so so one other thing I'll say is that there, there was one point when we were doing a scene and man, he looked really small. And I asked them, I said, are y'all, you know, having him continue to lose more weight? They said, uh, no, they said we padded him. They had him padded before or whatever. Just a, he went all the way with that. Can you imagine working with a trainer and a, a nutritionist or whatever that's going to make you healthy in a healthy way be able to lose that much weight and stuff and gain yeah. it back that transformation with him and jared you know mm -hmm. his character was a mess also that was a that was a hell of a movie that was a hell of a project to work on i don't I know remember. how actors do that christian bale does the same he'll be stick thin and then he'll be big and then oh hugh jackman too oh well some of mine you'll see me bigger but it's not by choice girl it just <laughs> gonna be the time <laughs> Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time! Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. So your latest project I've brought up a couple of times is the new TV show, True Lies, playing Mrs. Myers. Loving it. I, I hate being in Australia and then that the few episodes I'm still trying to wait for haven't come on Disney oh. Plus yet, but it's such an addictive show. I love it. <laughs> 
appreciate you watching. What was the audition process like for you for this project? Did you actually apply for any other character that we might be surprised at? No, actually, I've worked with one of the executive producers before, and the role came up. And it was, you know, sometimes, okay, say for instance, you work with different directors, sometimes multiple times, you just don't mm -hmm. work with on one thing. So this was someone that I worked with on multiple projects and, and came and said, look, there's this character, I sent it to your agent, you know, to work, uh, you know, whatever and stuff. And so I, I read for it and I got it. Yeah, and it doesn't happen that way all the time. Even, even if an executive pr producer or someone comes and say, Hey, if you have to read for it, you got to work for it or whatever. So, yeah. but being, but being with that end saying, okay, we're thinking of you. I'm like, okay, then, you know, do, and I auditioned for it and I got it. And, um, it was amazing. It first shot in Louisiana. That's where the pilot shot. And then for some reason, it didn't happen for a while before it got picked up and we started, you know, shooting the other ones or whatever. But I mean, what what can go wrong with like, a, you know, Steve Howie and Ginger and Annabella and, and you know, just the, the whole- And a big true lies. Oh, and look, big fan of that one, like that movie, everything and stuff. So I really have to say, and you know, I don't know if we said it since we've been recording that I found out on deadline that it was canceled, but <laughs> I'm in the last episode, which will be next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. And they're, they're doing episodes 12 and 13 at the same time. So it'll be the last two on that last day oh. next week. So tune into that. Cause I, I have some little shenanigans, nothing major, but you know, oh, if it would have went to a second season, it was going to be amazing. I really hope so. I just said to Ginger, let us know if it gets picked up you again. It would be nice if it would get picked up by someone else and stuff like that. My husband asked, but I tell you this, in this industry, it's fickle. Sometimes when it's gone, it's gone and you just have to let it go. You know, especially what I mean? when there's so many different streaming services now, there's so many TV shows and movies getting made because that's all we're watching now. <laughs> I've never seen so much content in my life, mm. in my life, but I'd be trying to watch a lot of it. I swear. That's one of my favorite things to do. I watch a lot of movies. I love watching other people's work. Um, I love watching different stories, you know, that are told or whatever, true stories, not. I have, you know, I have a funny vein. I like to watch horror movies are my jam. <laughs> They're not scare mine. Me. <laughs> scare me. I like to watch like this. I mean, you know, I love scary movies. So, yeah, I just, you know, I like the entertainment industry. I know that it can be volatile and scary, but for people who are, are trying to make a, a a go of this, just figure out why. Make sure your why is legit. Is it for you? Is it because you love it? Is it just because you want to be famous? And if you want to be famous, why? Yeah. You know, you have to, because a lot of times people take on that big famous bug or whatever, and it's too much on their shoulders and it becomes a lot. It mm -hmm. becomes a lot, you know, if you can't handle it. So first and foremost, find out who you are. Yeah. You got to have that self-confidence and that love for yourself. If you're just trying to get that validation from other people, that's not healthy. That's not healthy. That's mm. not healthy. Some other stuff. Do you have any more questions or, you know, I, I do. I yes. Okay, I do some more about true lies as well. What? what would you have liked them to put in the show or have your character do next if they continued it on? Oh my God. She's a cat assassin, honey. I could, I could do it, the, it, it's endless. So even like uh, discussing with one of the producers or whatever, it's like my different cat weapons. Oh, 
that would have been cool. Lots of little cat weapons that I had or whatever and stuff like that. There's so much that you could do with a character like that. That's why I was so excited, you know, working out and stuff to where if I had to do some running, you know, click some guns or whatever, you know, I'm part of that squad. I was about it, ready to, to protect do the it. kids. I'm here. The babysitter's yeah, here. Babies. Come on. I was ready to go all out and been watching it, loving it and stuff, and just been looking to see whether it was going to get picked up or not and stuff like that. But I tell people, every series that I was ever on was canceled. Unless you're doing Young and the Restless or something that lasts for 80 years. Yes. You know, it's going to run a certain Need to get you on that now, do we? All bold and the beautiful. <laughs> I don't wake up that early. I like the, the evening shows, personally. <laughs> Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Come on, guys. Let's just share it all on social media and make True Lies even bigger. And hopefully someone else will pick it up. I would love that. It's too good of a show. I wanted a second season. There's so much more, as you said, we could do, not just with your character, but with the show. So many more episodes. I'm glad that it just brought me to you. How about that? That's a big thing in itself, right? Absolutely. New friendship here. You're going to have to come over to Australia and have a little visit around. I don't know if you're ready. I don't know if you're ready, but that's. Thing. That's I'm more thing. than ready. I was born ready. <laughs> one, one thing that I'd like to share with you that came across in life too, I've always done voiceovers. Mm. And I I used to always do them locally, local political voiceovers and stuff. And it was just like, so I've been doing them for so long when political season come, they're just like, here, do this, do that. But I never had national representation. Yes. So but in the last year, <clears throat> excuse me, in the last year or so, I've got national representation and I was able to land Pfizer. The the Wow. The, so it's voice work on Pfizer. So it's like, when things seem quite, you know, and it's funny to watch, you know, I'm used to watching something and seeing myself on TV, you know, you know, something like that's regular. But to watch a commercial and just hear your voice on it, that's a whole new ball game for me, you know. So this is something that's opening up and I'd love to get into anime, you know, just a cartoon characters or whatever. Just think of that, you know, that's adult animation, get into some family guy or something. That would be awesome. That's, that's what I'm moving towards to see what doors will open up next. But as an artist, you don't have to just stay in one vein, Mm. you know, you feel free to morph and do other things and grow and learn and have fun. Don't take yourself seriously. I'd say if you want to get into that, talk to Ginger. I know she's got some good contacts with Family Guy, the creators of Family Guy and everything, and American Dad. Go go chat to her. You know what? See, because that didn't do my research on there. Didn't know that, honey. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Check out my interview with her next week. (laughs) Look, I will be checking out your stuff. Know that. Oh, know thank that. you. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on you it. go tell everybody for me, yeah? <laughs> and, I, so, and, look, and I know I don't have a social media presence because years ago, it, it just, it feels good for me. Yeah. You know? just, just That's to all right. Life. We'll exchange emails or something. Keep in touch. Honestly. Honestly, yes. to keep in touch, I'd like that. I would love I, that. Yes. And we'll have another little chat. Another big okay. girl chat. <laughs> so like I say, in the future, if anything goes on or whatever and stuff, I'd love to come back. Or if I get to Australia, I'd love to, to see you. But I just Please really- meet up. Definitely. Oh. But thank you. Thank you for finding me. Thank you You're for coming. welcome. Me. Thank you for coming on and spending a bit more, a lot more time with me than just half an hour today. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. I appreciate you. So with voiceover work, it's a very good question to ask. Are you one of those people that actually like the sound of their own voice? A lot of people don't. 
Yes. No, <laughs> look, you know what? <laughs> I, have to, I have to tell you this. Um, I started this morning doing voiceovers. Then I had to, uh, for work, for, you know, for work. And then I had to come and lay down voiceover auditions today. I've laid down about three auditions. and do So about this time of the evening, I'm very tired of hearing myself. <laughs> and once I'm giving I you like another you. hour of just your own voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> once I hang up with you, I won't be talking to myself or anyone else for the evening. Uh, uh, my daughter said she had friends that said I'm on vocal rest. Yes. I'm about to be on vocal rest for the next couple of days. But I have to tell you this. I thank God for my voice. I'm thankful for it. In the morning, sometimes I'm mistaken for a man. I'll have a call and they'll be like, thank you, sir. I'm like, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> my range is low. But, but um, yeah, if I, can, if I can make money and just live a happy life with just fooling with my voice and stuff, let's do that too, you know? Have some honey and lemon, soothe it and take oh, that's care happening. of it. And just, that's yeah, and just watch heaps of your, your shows that you like tonight. Yes, <laughs> that, that's what's going to happen. And look, you with your, your wedding planning and everything that's coming up with you, I wish you all the best of everything. Oh, and I'll be watching to make sure because when I watch you, one thing I can see is your joy. Yes. Don't lose your joy. I Don't love that. Joy. Thank you okay. for noticing it. People always I comment do. on my energy too, but my joy. I like how you embrace that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So keep that together and best of luck to you. Thank you, Deneen. I did want to ask, did you want to finish up with our legendary game? Since you've watched our interviews, I'm sure you've probably watched them yourself. What game? Oh, she missed a game. She doesn't know what the game is. It's only two minutes. Would you like to play it? Play. Yes, play. You, can, you can actually verse Ginger. So there's a bit of a competitive element to it, yeah? Okay, okay. So it's a, it's a question answer game. It's called a two minute hot seat. So I okay. ask you various questions. You just have to pick your preference. So it's like okay. dogs or cats or singing or oh. dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. I give you about two minutes 15 just because we're on Zoom and there's a bit of a delay. But if you want to beat Ginger, she's answered 46 questions. Let's go. Yeah. You want to beat her? Set the bar no, nice and high. I'm coming for you. Okay, here Set we go. Set the bar nice and high in case we have uh, Stephen Howie, Steve Howie on as well. Okay, and okay. anybody else? <laughs> All right, okay. let me just change the view of my camera so I can see us both. All right, here we go. Are you ready, Deneen? Yes. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Pop or country music? Pop. Cook or clean? Cook. Beach or pool? Cool. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Sweet or salty? Both. Book or e-reader? <laughs> Say that again. Book or e-reader? Book. Home cooking or dining out? Home cooking. Bottomless bowl or bottomless drink? Bottomless drink. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Jennifer Lopez or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. Shop in store or online? Online. Cinema or home movie? Home movie. Ice cream or gelato? Gelato. Cake or cookies? Cake. Coffee or tea? Tea. Christmas or your birthday? Birthday. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Talk to the dead or see the future? See the future. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. 
Eye color, blue or brown? Brown. Driver or passenger? Driver. Texting or calling? Calling. LA or New York? LA. Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? Movies. Movies or books? Books. Fiction or non-fiction books? Non-fiction. Snow or surf? Snow. Freeze time or time travel? Freeze time. Burger or pizza? Burger. Ketchup or barbecue sauce? Ketchup. Wine or beer? Beer. Leather or denim? Denim. City or country? City. Biting your nails or picking your nose? Picking my nose? <laughs> Pants or shorts? Shorts. Tattoos or piercings? Piercings. Backpack or suitcase? Suitcase. Ice cream or chocolate? Chocolate. And we're out of time. <laughs> How did you I'm think you like went? <laughs> Do you think you beat Ginger? I don't think I beat Ginger. She's fast. Well, I I cannot believe this. So she answered 46 questions. Yeah. You answered 45. So if we just went one more, you would have been in the same spot as her. How amazing is that? <laughs> that is okay, my girl, Ginger. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. Hey, Thank you're you. a beer drinker too. I like that. Me too. <laughs> Look, in, in the future, we'll have some fun and I'll freeze time and we'll have a beer. Yes, definitely. Nice cold one. And that yeah. means you're sitting number, wait on, number 15 on the Zoom Rave It Up leaderboard. So that's not too bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah. I'll keep watching that. And we'll, I'll watch more of your shows. Like I say, I'm a fan. I'll be watching you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I think we've got to finish with the most important question on Rave It Up because before we talked about your whole career today. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self, Deneen? I would tell my 14-year-old self, to be honest, just to be careful, but do, do you. Make your falls. Make your mistakes. You have to find out who you are. Mm. You know, so that kind of thing is that. The, your, my 14 year old self, I don't want it to be rigid. I don't want to give you rules. I want you to grow and be free and experience life and be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. I think that's good advice for all the young listeners today too, not just yourself. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today, Deneen. And I really, really want to talk to you again in the future. I just love your energy, your soul. I think we're going to become very good friends. <laughs> Peace in your valley. Take care of yourself. Yes, much love. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.